Bible says in Hebrews, and this is a key verse that we've been sharing, it is appointed for every one of us to die. You have an appointment with death. You cannot delay it. You cannot put it off. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it is going to happen. We all have an appointment with death, but that's not the end. The Bible says after this comes judgment, judgment. And there's many types of judgment in the Bible. We want to focus during this series on just two. One is called the great white throne judgment. And that's when sinners are judged for their sin. And so believers don't face the great white throne judgment. We face a different type of judgment in the word of God. And it is called the judgment seat of Christ. Romans chapter 14, Paul is writing to believers and he says this, hey, we must all, he includes himself in this, we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And listen to me, church, very clearly. It is not a judgment of sin. When you have asked Jesus Christ to come in and to forgive you, the Bible says that your sin is washed. It is made clean. Listen, he chooses, he chooses, I said God chooses to remember your sin no more. He casts it as far as the east is from the west. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. So it's not a judgment of sin. In fact, really the word judgment is not really a, a great understanding of what's going to take place. It's more like an award ceremony. We are going to be judged or we're going to be rewarded according to our works. That's what we're going to face. We're going to stand before God, before Jesus Christ, and we're going to be judged or rewarded according to our works. So I shared a scripture with you last week, and I want to read this scripture again because it really is a, a great scripture in understanding what exactly is going to take place at the judgment seat of Christ. And you'll find this in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now, Paul is talking to believers that he gave a basic foundation of Christianity. And he says to them in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, he says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He says, now, if you're going to continue in the faith, continue with your Christianity. He says, now, if anyone builds on this foundation, he says this, with gold, silver, or precious stones. Stop right there. Those three things represent works that are able to pass through fire. He says that if your works, the things that you're doing as a Christian, the foundation that you're laying and you're building upon the foundation, if it is gold, it is silver, precious stones, hey, guess what? Those make it through the fire. But then he lists three others. He said, or wood, hay, straw. Those don't make it through fire. He says this, each one's work will become clear for the day, see that word capitalized? The day, that word day means the day you stand before Jesus Christ. Each one of your works is going to pass through the fire. All that you did here on this earth, all that you did is going to pass through the fire. I'm not talking about sin or anything. I'm talking about the works, the things that you did for Christ. It's going to pass through the fire 
And if it makes it through, listen to what it says. And there, each one's works, it says, the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as so as through fire. In other words, it's not so much about destination, right? It's not about where you're going to spend eternity. It really is more about how you're going to spend eternity, right? In other words, it says this, you're going to make heaven, right? You're going to make heaven right there. He himself will be saved. But the works that you do, right? Those are the things that are going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. And it is possible, listen to me, church, according to this scripture and many others, it is possible as a Christian for us to make heaven and still suffer loss. The loss of reward. The loss of reward. Second John, there's only one chapter, verse 8 says this. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, that we may receive a full reward. Look to yourselves. So it is possible, according to the word of God, for the things that we're doing here on earth for God huh, to be lost. Now, what would cause us to lose a reward? I want to give you two things today, just two things that would cause us to lose a reward. And the first one is this, an impure motive. If we have an impure motive, that impure motive will cause us to lose a reward. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 6 is a great understanding because I believe this, the greatest test of our works Really, it's not going to be what we did. It's going to be why we did it. Why we did it. Not just what we did, but listen, I think the greater test is going to be why we did it. And Jesus was very clear when he was preaching the Sermon on the Mount, verse chapter number uh, 6, starting in verse number 1. Here's Jesus, and he's laying out his doctrine. This is his doctrine, his belief system. And he's facing a a group of, of believers and unbelievers. In other words, he's facing people who were following after him and he's facing people who told, knew nothing about him, who were caught in a religious system. And he's looking at them all and here's what he's saying. In chapter 6, verse 1, he says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, what? You have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Now, Jesus would go on to say this. He said, when you give, and in verse 1, he says, when you give, when you do charitable deed, Don't blow a trumpet. Now listen, he wasn't talking figuratively. The Pharisees literally would blow a trumpet. They would put together this large amount, this huge offering, right? And when they would bring it to the temple, they would blow a trumpet so that everybody could see them. And Jesus said when they did it, they got their reward right there. He says when you give, don't blow a trumpet. And then he goes on to say this. 
when you pray, huh? don't pray to be seen by men. Otherwise, that's your reward. Huh? Oh, look at how spiritual they are. Huh? Or, 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 the, or the big gift. Or, or listen, it goes on to say, when you fast, don't hunch over and look like you're fasting. Huh? Right? I mean, I, I used to take this to such an extreme. I would actually lie to people. You hungry? My stomach would be like gurgling and rumbling, right? No, I'm not hungry at all. Oh, you fasting? Nope. I just lie. I figured God forgive that one because, I mean, after all, I'm being super spiritual and fasting. Right? Because I just thought, you just, you're never supposed to tell anybody you're fasting. And I understand. But what Jesus is talking about here is motive, right? He's just talking about motive. And he says this, don't do things to be seen by men. Because if you do, that's your reward, right? So every now and then, I, I put together something that, and I'll, I'll show my family before I do it. And a lot of times they go, no, 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 bad idea, right? So I, I showed my family this video. I said, hey, what do you think about me? Like this video from a few years back, I wanted to show it. And I said, hey, what do you think about that? And they're like, eh. I'm like, perfect, great, let's do it. So I put together this video, right? And it's going to be two minutes, but I want you to see this because it kind of talks about motive a little bit. So check out this video about uh, Christian Instagram devotions. All right, would you check this out this morning? Are you a Christian girl that loves taking photos of her devotions? Do you spend hours framing the perfect picture without the payoff of people noticing how spiritual you are on the internet? Introducing Christian Girl Instagram, 101 tips and tricks to get more likes on your devotional photos. Hi, I'm John Christ with Christian Girl Instagram. Do you struggle to get likes on those devotional Instagram photos? Hashtag the struggle is real. From the best-selling author of shameless workout selfies comes Christian Girl Instagram. I would always get totes stressed out trying to decide which Bible verse to show. Not anymore. Okay, you're always going to want to stay away from common verses like Jeremiah 29.11 or John 3.16. No matter what verse you choose, you always want to make sure you highlight multiple verses with multiple colors. Because after all, what's the point of having devotions if no one knows about it? I used to spend five minutes reading the Bible, then like 30 minutes trying to figure out a hashtag. Then I found Christian Girl Instagram. My book includes over a thousand hashtag suggestions like Coffee with Colossians, Bliss, Serenity, Much Needed, and of course, hashtag blessed. Buy Christian Girl Instagram today and we'll include our 31-piece package of options to put in the background of your photo. Things like a candle, a precious moments doll, a subscription to Relevant Magazine, kale chips, and of course, a coffee cup with a Bible verse on it. So clear off what's really on your desk and replace it with new products from Christian Girl Instagram. Christian Girl Instagram now includes bonus tips like if you're going to include your hand in the photo, always wear a purity ring. Buy now and I'll also include my additional book, Announcing Your Social Media Fast. Tips and tricks for effectively telling people you're fasting while ignoring all of Jesus' teachings about telling people you're fasting. Christian Girl Instagram can be yours today. This book and so much more available to you all for the cost of less than a pair of yoga pants. I don't always do devotions, but when I do, I Instagram it. After all, 
What is the point of doing devotions if nobody knows about it? I thought that's a great line right there. I saw that years ago and I went, this one kind of fits here. Because really what has caused more people to lose reward in the last few years is social media. We just have this thing where it's like we have to get likes, we, we have to get approval. And I just want to tell the world, stop it. Stop it with the selfies and the self-promotion and the, and the, hey, I'm only doing this so I could take a picture of it. I mean, are you only going on vacation so you could put it on social media? Like, is it possible to take a vacation and not put it on social media? Is it even possible? Amen. We did it 20 years ago. Hallelujah. And guess what? We had fun. We took photos and put them on a wall somewhere. <laughs> you know? And it's like this modern-day trumpet that we're putting out there, and God's just going up there going, hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I see it. Nobody else has to see it. Listen, if nobody sees when you fast, if nobody sees when you pray, if nobody sees when you give, if nobody sees when you reach out and you care and you go the extra mile, guess what? God sees it, and when God sees it, God rewards it. Hallelujah. So let's not worry about what others are thinking. Let's only do it for God. Hallelujah. For him and him alone. Hallelujah. Let's get rid of this impure motive where we have to be seen. And Jesus is saying that to this group of people who are blowing trumpets and saying, stop it. Stop it. If you want the reward on heaven, then you do that. But if you want me to reward you, huh? Listen, God knows how to reward better than that, that like, huh? He knows how to reward us when we do things in secret. Jesus in Luke chapter 14 says this. Watch this, he says this. He said, when you invite someone to dinner, don't just invite people that will one day invite you back and, and repay you. Because he said, if you do that, you have your reward. Now watch what he says. But if you invite the poor and the blind and the lame, watch this verse, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. What's he talking about? He talks about when you stand before him, the judgment seat of Christ, right there, that's what he's talking about. If you did it all with a pure motive, you didn't do it so that somebody could could pay you back on this earth somehow. Huh? It's, not, it's not, hey, I'll scratch your back and then one day you scratch mine. It's, hey, listen, if you have a need, I'm going to meet it and you don't need to pay me back. Huh? I, I, don't, nobody, I don't need the, the card in the mail. I don't need the, the, the put on a pedestal. I don't need anybody to notice. I'm just doing it because you have a need. And God says if you do it that way, when you stand before him, there's a reward waiting for us. So listen, we need to make sure that everything that we're doing has a proper motive. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Then the second thing that causes us to lose our reward is not just an impure motive, but it is inactivity. Our inactivity. Jesus was teaching a parable and he said this. He said, hey, there was a man who delivered to his servants his goods. They were his and he said he gave one five and he gave two and he, he gave another one, and, right? But watch what it says in verse number 19. It says this. It says, 
And after a while, the Lord of those servants came to settle accounts. And let me just tell you, church, I always want to preach a sermon where people walk away and go, wow, that was encouraging. And man, I feel lifted up. But I also want to preach truth, right? And I, I want to preach something that, that you need to know, and that's this. There's coming a day for you and I when we will stand before God and we'll have to give an account of our life. Did you hear me? And those opportunities that we had to serve huh, with our time, our talent, and our resources, the time that we had to give, the time that we had to fast, the time that we had to pray, those lost opportunities, we're going to have to give an account for them. We don't just lose reward because of improper motive. It is possible to lose because we did not take the opportunity to do the right thing at the moment that God gave us that opportunity. Did you hear me, church? All right. Last week I shared with you the story of the Good Samaritan just briefly, and I just kind of talked about the importance of it. Right? And let me just, just share it with you again just on a very quick basis as well because you know the story is Jesus is telling this story. It's not a real event. He's making up a story because he was asked, who am I supposed to reach out to? Who is my neighbor, right? And he said there was a man that, there was a man that fell among thieves. He was walking down this dangerous road and man, the thieves caught him and they beat him and they stripped him. They took everything that he had, right? And a priest came by and a priest said, no, no, I will not take the opportunity. I will not take this moment. I will not take my time, my talents, my resources. And the Bible says, and the priest passed by on the other side. And let me tell you, that priest has to give an account for that. And the Bible says, likewise, a Levite, a Levite, someone who served in the temple, did the same thing. He passed on by. And let me just tell you that Levite would have to give an account for that. The Bible says this, but then a Samaritan, Now watch what it says, because I want to read this to you. It says, then a Samaritan, he had compassion. When he saw him, he had compassion. Now, if you were asking me, Pastor, what's my motive for doing the things that I'm doing? Uh, For those who, who come on Fridays to put together food baskets for the needy that we have, the food pantry out here, for those who serve in the nursery on Sundays when it's, let's just face it, it's a lot easier to come into service to not serve, but, but many people do that, right? For those who are leading a connect group, hosting a connect group, for those who are working with youth, working with our, our middle school, for those who are working with kids, it's a lot easier to do nothing, right? And so what would be the motive of actually doing something? I would hope that the motive would always be this. When we see a need, we have compassion. That we see these kids back there who I'm telling you sometimes, ooh, yeah, you can pull your hair out, right? I mean, sometimes they're little angels and sometimes they're not. And coming on a Friday and a Sunday morning and working in the food pantry, it's not, not so easy sometimes. It's hot out there. Not today, but a lot of times it is, 
And hosting a connect group, let's just face it, or going to connect group, it's just easier to stay home. So what would be my motive? My motive should always be there's somebody in need. Somebody needs to hear something. I need to be able to teach. I need to be able to share. I need to be able to give. If I could just put something together, if I could just do something, right? The Bible says when the Samaritan saw this man, he had compassion, and that compassion drove him to do something. He had a pure motive, and he decided to do something. Do something, right? This past week, we... we uh, lost a, a charter member of our church, someone who helped us launch the church back 14 years ago. Uh, Jim Cromie uh, sat in the living room with us as we were talking about starting a church. And Jim Cromie this past week went to be with the Lord. And so as I was sitting in the hospital room uh, as he passed away, I was reminded of the first time this happened to me as a minister. I was uh, a youth minister in the 90s, mid-90s. And, and I remember there was a guy in a church, his name was Bill. Bill never taught Sunday school. He would never stand up to share the Bible. That just wasn't his thing. But man, Bill just did some incredible things. And I remember being in the hospital room, and I was so emotional when he passed away which I'm an emotional guy anyway, but I was so emotional at that moment because I was thinking about he's transitioning from this life to another one. And Bill was amazing. It was amazing. I was in charge of, of, of kids on Wednesday nights. We had all sorts of kids events. And, and I remember Bill would drive the Sunday school bus. Sunday school bus. Hello. And we had this big yellow bus at the church up in North Florida, and it sat 66 kids. And the reason why I know it sat 66 kids is because Bill would fill it up on the first load. He would drop off 60 kids. And then he'd say, hey, I'm going back for some more. And I'm like, looking at him, we had like 30 adults in the whole place. I'm like, Bill, they're going to outnumber us three to one. They'll take over, Okay. He would just get more kids and more kids. I'm like, Bill, do you even have a permission slip? Do you, did you talk to their parents? He's like, no, they just got on. They just kept getting on the bus. I'm like, Bill, this is illegal. You can't be just grabbing kids. You're kidnapping them and bringing them to the church. I had to sit him down. We had to have a talk, Bill. He was just be drinking kids by the truckload, you know. And, and so we tweaked that. All right, we tweaked that. And then my wife and I had this idea. Well, I should say, I had this idea that we were going to work a fireworks tent. We're going to raise money for the youth, and we're going to run a fireworks tent. We'd never done one before. <laughs> and, uh, and if you've ever thought of doing one, don't. Okay, so just to give you that advice, although I did it two years in a row, the first time we did it, we slept in that tent for 10 straight nights on a cot, in the tent, we had people coming into the tent in the middle of the night. It was amazing. It was an incredible experience. Uh, we spent all 10 days in the tent. We only left to go take a shower and then come back briefly. It was amazing. We made $1,700. We thought it was all the money in the world for the youth department. We just thought it was amazing, right? 
And then we did it again the next year, and I said, I'm not spending the night again, so we hired Bill to do security. So Bill shows up doing security. Now, listen, we're in North Florida, small town, so Bill shows up, shotgun, all right, so he's like, okay, he's serious now. But he had a pickup truck. Every guy in the church had a pickup truck, and this one had a topper on it, and I noticed all these clothes that Bill had in the truck, and I said, Bill, what are you doing with the truckload of clothes. He goes, oh, that's my new ministry. I said, what is? He said, I'm just going to give out clothes. I said, where did you get them? He said, I just borrowed them, you know, from people and, you know, just went around collecting clothes. And so he's just going to go drop off clothes, you know. And uh, Bill ended up getting cancer and passing away very quickly. And I remember being at his funeral and I spoke at his funeral and and it was almost with, with tears of joy being able to stand there and say, this man, this man who would never speak publicly, never stand on a platform, but all these things that he did, he did with such a pure motive. He just wanted to reach kids. He just wanted to see kids get saved. So he'd bring them <laughs> improperly, no paperwork, to the church. <laughs> And he just wanted to bless people with clothes and food, right? That was just his thing. So he's like borrowing clothes from relatives, giving it to the poor, you know? That was just Bill. And I remember standing there and I remember preaching at that service and saying, I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, Bill's in heaven. And I also know this, Bill heard these words when he got there. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, right? Because we are going to have to give an account of our life and the opportunities that we have and the opportunities that we let pass us by. I want you to do this this morning, church. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment?